So friends, I'm super excited for this episode. In this episode, we get to talk to the national champion of mixed martial arts, Karan Chauhan, who won his national championship back in January. Last year, he had a redefining loss when he fought at the highest level of mixed martial arts in the world. We get to find out how he coped up from that loss and how he got back into winning ways. He also talks to us about why he chose this career where he gets punched in the face badly and he gives back as badly. This episode is a great insight into the life of a fighter and life through the eyes of a fighter. So we are super excited about this episode. Let's get straight into it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Charcha with the Chachas. Here today, we have another very special guest. Someone we have not called in yet. Someone from the sports or athletics or wrestling, you can say. Basically, we have someone from the fitness end of it in this this time around. So just before we start off, Prashant, say hello. Hi, guys. The what way... did you find funny? <laughs> like in, the, in one of our previous episodes, your high was so bad, dude. Your high was so bad, people left after <laughs> listening to that high. So, 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 the, <laughs> so I'm trying to keep myself high. So Karan is, uh, so you told, you just said that Karan is somebody from the fitness and from the wrestling. I said, okay, wrestling, I mean, wrestling is just a part of what he does. So Karan, yeah, so Karan is basically an MMA fighter. MMA, if you don't know, it's a, it's a mixed martial arts for noobs out there who don't know. <laughs> so hi, Karan, how are you doing? I'm very well, Prashant. Thank you so much. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. So we'll get to know Karan as a person, but let's start with him being a fighter. So Karan, how did you get into fighting? Was MMA your first love or did you start with something else and end up with MMA? How was it? So for me, um, I started off with boxing when I was in school. I used to get bullied quite a lot. Um, I come from a family where I don't really have to do any of this, so I don't have to fight. You know, you find a lot of guys who get into MMA and boxing because they don't have a lot of opportunity. I got into MMA because I wanted to stop getting bullied. Rather, I got into boxing because I wanted to stop getting bullied. And I f- figured out five years after starting boxing that, uh, you know, it wasn't the only way to go. So when I started MMA, I started MMA when I was about 15, yeah, 15 years old, in 2014. So I started MMA to stop getting bullied because um, I'd been boxing all that while and when I was in 11th grade, I got uh, I got slapped by by an older kid who, who who slapped me for absolutely no reason. And I had my, and I figured that I had myself in quite a slump because whatever I knew in boxing, all the all the accolades that boxing gave me, all the you know, all the strength I felt I had through boxing, it wasn't enough because that was a street fight. It wasn't, and it wasn't a street fight. I got my ass whooped, to be honest. But um, yeah, man, yeah, you laugh now, but I was crying. I was crying for a very long time. So, um, so I started MMA in on on September first, two thousand fourteen, and I haven't looked back ever since. Okay, so you started MMA as uh, some kind of self-defense, right? Absolutely, with the intention of defending myself. Okay, so you just wanted to defend yourself. No, you had no intentions of going into the uh, fight game as such. Not at all, because I was very keen on competing in boxing, but that was also only a hobby at the time. So, So, asking you, how difficult was it to get into MMA? So, I want to ask you about you. Was it just a transition that you had? Because see, most people, I think it's very difficult to get into MMA in India. So how was your journey into MMA? My journey into MMA, like I just mentioned, was a little forced. 
got uh, you know finding a class i was fortunate enough to have a friend his name is karthik who hooked me up with my teacher my guru my my sensei my coach you know mr ismail haji in pune he is the pioneer for for mma in pune and i was fortunate enough to go to him from day one you know because he guided me the right way he was very rough and tough he's very old school so he so he taught me that it's not just about you know being physically strong it's about being mentally strong as well and i was very fortunate enough to learn that on the first day so him and i clicked instantly because i'm i used to be i used to be full of shit and he kept me very honest i used to be a punk kid and he kept me very very honest in training every day i remember the first the first class i went for i ended up sparring with mr haji and he threw a jab like he keep in mind i was 49 kgs at the time at 510 i'm 5 i'm 5 feet 10 inches i was 49 kgs at that time i'm skinny as hell i was skinny as hell at that time so and he was about 98 99 kgs he's a big muscular guy 6364 yeah so he threw one jab and he and he flung me 15 feet across the across the room and i realized just how vulnerable i was you know i just i realized just how shitty and how full of shit i was so so he kept me very honest every day and i don't suggest this sport to anybody who's faint hearted but for somebody looking to change somebody looking to make a difference in their lives i suggest it i suggest it to them okay how different is getting into mma for fitness versus getting into mma for self defense versus getting into mma for professional fighting Oh, so you're talking about the difference between experience and observation. You only get experience when you compete, right? You don't get experience. You don't get the MMA experience when uh, when when you're looking to get into it for fitness or for self-defense. Because you can go to as many classes as you want. You can you can attend as many classes. You can do as many you can do as many reps in the gym as you want. But unless you actually put yourself out there in competition, or unless you're actually in the street and somebody tries to attack you, that's not really applying it. You're not you're not really experiencing any sort of fighting. So you have to go in with the mindset you have to go in with a completely open mindset because I had no intention I had absolutely no intention of competing I just wanted to get strong I wanted to stop feeling like I wanted to stop feeling like a bitch I wanted to stop feeling like I was weak I wanted to stop feeling like I had no I had no way of defending myself in this world because yeah so when I went in there I went in there with, with an open mind with an absolutely open mind so whether you're looking to get into it for fitness whether you're looking to get into it for uh, for competition or whether you're looking to get in just to become strong and defend yourself uh, you have to go with an open mind you find your way so yeah the reason i guess uh, prashant asked that question was because of the one and only guy we follow not the only guy i'm saying but the one guy we follow the god of podcast mr joe rogan so he <laughs> is the yeah. commentator for ufc right now and he's he loves mma like he loves uh, mixed martial arts he practices it as a routine but he doesn't fight because he said he can't do it for as a profession because it will take a toll on him over time so take uh, talking about taking a toll of during a match when you're playing a match okay when you are in the zone when you're in the ring uh, you are sportsman of course okay outside it but when you are there you want to win So how do you not lose control? Because the more the not the stronger one wins, but the one who has more control wins in a uh, fight game all the time. That's what I feel, right? Like if you don't you don't lose control. So like it's very easy. Like when you have when you get hit by a jab, Absolutely. it's very yeah. easy to go blind on the other guy. How do you stop yourself in that? 
and how do you keep yourself calm that i know what his next move is going to be so i dodge it rather than just going boom at him and just you know just losing it completely i like to explain this as uh, being in a being in a long term relationship right so when uh, so when one of you all is too emotional or both people are very emotional there's not going to be any good outcome from it one of them is always going to end up getting knocked out so <laughs> so the um, so i guess what i'm going to get at over here is um, when you're emotional you make mistakes if you're too happy you make mistakes and if you're too and if you're too if you're too sad or you're too nervous you make a lot of mistakes you make a lot more mistakes so when so so when you're training in mma you're put in very very difficult situations in training like you're put in situations right. which you wouldn't be in normal life you would be you'd be getting choked unconscious in a rear naked choke you'd be getting your arm almost extended you uh, extended and broken you'd be getting punched in the head which you know it's it's not an everyday thing for for for, for an everyday joe right yeah for an everyday joe so it's not um, so, so it's not something that people people see as or people categorize as normal so when so when you're put in those difficult situations it becomes normal to you so you don't react as emotionally and you're not as startled by it whereas if somebody with no training gets slapped on the street finds it completely debilitating to them finds it uh, f- finds it to hurt their ego and uh, essentially it just it throws them off in a way that they're not used to being thrown off like somebody like like somebody can say something to them but it'll affect them a lot less than if somebody actually hits them so mma fighters boxers wrestlers judokas jiu jitsu fighters all of them get uh, strangled beaten bruised on a daily basis so it's normal to us it's normal we we are just like we are just like any other citizens we are not uh, we are not we're not barbarians we're not human cockfighters this is a sport it's a sport like football it's a sport like cricket so we used to be in a very control we used to doing it in a very very controlled environment correct correct yes so uh, or talking about that you know uh, like you have to like because you are going in day in day out about it and it's not a normal like you are training for it and you are getting like you said you are getting tra- choked strangled punched every day so it becomes you know what you are doing there you know what profession you are into and you don't lose your head at that point but you know it's very risky as well as, at some point because you are putting your life on the line somewhere down the, uh, somewhere down there correct like it is risky and it is but is that the kick or is that the motivation that puts you in like when you're fighting um is the adrenaline that you get at that point is nowhere you're going to get uh we don't i don't really chase adrenaline personally for me sometimes people chase that that it factor sometimes people chase that that the feeling of getting punched in the head for me it's about being better than i was the day before for me it made me be very honest with myself it made me it made me you know see everything not at face value but it made me dive into you know why why is this happening for what reason is this happening it made me question a lot of things in the right way mm-hmm. so i didn't so, so so i learned to not take everything at face value i learned i learned to, to deeply analyze everything i learned to i learned to train for things i learned to and that's and that's what it translated into academics for me like i learned to study for exams because i didn't want to be caught off guard in the most literal sense training for a fight is like preparing for an exam because if you don't okay. if you don't study you're going to be caught off guard for most of our listeners i guess most of our listeners are all students younger you know you you guys have access to younger audience so they understand that when you go in for an exam under prepared or unprepared you're going to get caught you're going to get you're going to get caught cheating you you're, you're going to be exposed so when you so when you go into a fight and if you try to bullshit your way through a fight you try to bullshit your way in training 
it's going to keep you honest 365 days of the year 24/7 so to be honest with yourself you need to be able to to look at yourself in the mirror and say okay am i better than the day i was before hmm when i was the day before like you got it hmm 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 so that's what and, i chase and when you, yeah hmm and so now you you said you uh this makes you better each day right you want to be the you want to be better than yesterday you want to be better than you were okay now going down in the professional way when you're fighting you want to you want to be the best there like for example if it's a, it's a, if it's a tournament you obviously want to win the tournament you go there to get gold right you get go there to get promoted to another uh, high level tournament or you want to play in the highest levels but when you lose okay when life gives you a reality check see for example when you go into a competition you think you are the best that's how you have to go into the competition that's the spirit you have to take it but when life sometimes when things get you give you a reality check okay they pay they give you a quick reality check what kind of conversations do you have with yourself how do you deal so with i was given sorry so i was given the biggest reality check of my life when uh, i was on a tear i was beating everybody in from jan 2019 to june then from then in june i got selected to represent team india in the immaf world championships for, uh, for 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 amateur mma and for me representing my country at an olympic level so in the most literal sense imaf is is the olympics for mma there's no there's no olympic level for mma or there's no olympic platform for mma just yet it's not an olympic recognized sport so imaf right now is the highest most legitimate level of amateur mma that you can find so when i got selected i was i was excited man i was i was training every day i was i was trying to redline my body i was trying to i was trying to be the best in the world in a very short amount of time so when i was given that platform i thought you know what this is going to this, this is going to this is going to define the rest of my life what i do what what, what i do in those 5 days what i do in those 5 days of competition is going to define me for the rest of my life and i made it a bigger deal than it was i went to the competition thinking that i'm going to knock everybody out but i forgot that you know i'm not the only person that has a story where i'm going mm-hmm. where i'm going is the highest level of competition in the world so in my first bout i got matched up against ahmed ghazi magomedov from russia who <laughs> was the russian national champion who was the russian national champion who was who's a former who is a very very high level wrestler from what i heard about him and when i was standing across the cage from him he didn't look very intimidating to me because he was this soft spoken hello yes okay very thank you so much everybody okay come on let's go he was he was he was he was very he was very shy he was very to himself but he was it was a complete 180 once the referee said are you ready are you ready fight it was a complete 180 he picked me up and ragdolled me for one and a half rounds and i felt in the most literal sense i felt what it was like to be Dustin Poirier when he fought Habib because I was a boxer I was a boxer I was a striker going going up against literally the best in the world like Ahmed went on to win the world championship he went on to win my division he became world champion and um, and when you talk about a reality check when when I when I went to that when I went into that competition I thought you know what I'm one of the I'm one of the bigger featherweights over here because there are a lot of guys that were a lot were a lot smaller than me So I thought you know I was a lot bigger I'm going to be physically stronger and I was a little physically stronger than Ahmed but he was just technically levels and levels above me 
I had I had I had the size advantage, but he was just technically levels and levels above me, and there was nothing I could do about it. Wherever I went, he was three steps ahead of me. You know, whatever I did, he had he had a plan A to okay. Z for it. So I realized just how under prepared I was for a competition <laughs> at that level. So when I came back, so when I came back to India, I thought, man, this is not like the level of competition in India is not close to what it is out there in the world. Yeah. Right above our heads, Russia, they they are the best in the world. Yeah, they they are the best in the world right now. They have the strongest program. They are the strongest program for amateur MMA in the world, in my opinion. Even uh, exceeding, far exceeding Kazakhstan, far exceeding the US, far exceeding Canada, far exceeding any of those countries. Russia. Yes. So, uh, because one of Joe Rogan's episodes, okay, he called in this guy. I don't remember his name, uh, but he said, um, if you look at Russians and if you compare US. The difference is the U.S. guy always looks big. Okay, the U.S. guy comparatively looks bigger, much bulkier. Because what happens is uh, he says that when you work out, you shouldn't be sore the next day. Uh, so he says that if you can only do five push-ups, just do five push-ups. But the person other ten do five. Correct. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He said if you can do ten push-ups, you should do five. Yeah, if you can do ten push-ups, you should do five. Yeah. Correct. And you know, but you should do five consistently. not intensely so it was consistency versus intensity like i have 5 for 4 days that means i have 20 but you did 12 on this day and you stopped so i have eight more on you just because i was doing it on a slower pace but i was doing it consistently so i guess russia wins there because they are very tough on themselves i guess they are very you know a very regiment country i feel and very strict on sports and they always do well in all fighting sports such as boxing mma and all those uh, wrestling sports that are there for some reason they are physically they don't look very buff but they are super strong when it comes and technically very gifted when it comes to it correct you you are absolutely right uh, russia is not uh, russia itself as a country has always had that culture of being very regimented very no bullshit very very strict yeah. you know sort of sort of uh, so no discipline is one thing but sort of toiling in silence you know what i mean yeah. like being successful in silence the us you need to you, you need to understand that uh, western countries are a bloody good at marketing russia not so much not so much just it's it's not it's not even about loud they are good like the us and canada all those places all the western countries england us can us canada all those countries are very very good at marketing and they also also and they also very very good at um, At, at, at other sports they play, uh, but when it comes to fighting sports, there's a completely like like when it comes to combat sports, there's a it's 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 completely different. Uh, it's it's a completely different realm. You need to have the right mindset. You need to have the right amount of preparation, and you need to you need to basically be you need to basically be your best self. So there's no exact formula as to there's no exact formula as to doing the right amount of push-ups. There's no right formula as to doing the right amount of pull-ups, or uh, or you know working out the correct way. For each is his own. For each is his own. So, so Russians are very, very good at figuring out what is good for each individual, and they and they have a lot of government support for sports like MMA because because wrestling has been a has has been a, has been an imperative part of their culture. It's been like like Russian wrestlers are known to be some of the best in the world. For example, Alexander Karlin, he went undefeated for three Olympic games until he finally got beaten by an American farmer in the in the two thousand four Athens Olympics. uh then you have guys like uh, then you guys have sorry then you guys have guys like Khabib Khabib who is 28 and 0 right now 
Uh, he is undefeated. He's got 28 wins, no losses, and that's unheard of in modern day MMA because everybody's so different, and he do, he just does something that's Correct. so that's so good at what Correct. he does. So Russians, what I'm trying to get at is that Russians are very good at doing what they do. Russians are very good at figuring out, you know, figuring out how to, how get to be three done. steps ahead of how to how to how to get shit done and how to be three steps ahead of their opponents or their or their enemy in 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 any combat sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you trained with this guy after after uh, you trained or you had some conversations with this uh, guy after the tournament? I had a conversation. I had a conversation with him after about yes, and I got to I got to roll around a little bit with him afterwards, but not that much. I don't even think he remembers me. He just knows me as the Indian he beat up. But um, <laughs> but. Um, but 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 what I do know about Ahmed is that he's a highly accomplished he's a highly accomplished wrestler who grew up in very grew up in very severe conditions like Russia. The climatic conditions are just different from Western countries. So so yeah. So it's it's always very cold out there. They've got a lot of mountains. They've got uh, the pH level in the water is very very different. Um, the uh, the type of sunlight they get is very different, and that makes and that makes all the more difference in in. In, in individuals like the type of air they breathe the type of water they have which is why Indians are are like sorry the the type of UV rays that we get is not so is, is not as refined oh, as is not as refined as um, as as places like no as places like Australia and whatnot so yeah. you see that people are very differently differently built in different parts of the world also their countries have always been very war ridden right so they so like throughout centuries so they're very their genetics are are such that the the genetics are very superior to ours. Correct. So, but but that also leaves their brains to being all that much more developed than ours in these realms in combat. So how much? Uh, so okay. So how much does sports science play a part in this? Like how much when you are as an athlete, how much should you know? And how much uh, is the coach and everybody that's telling you? And how much should you be aware? Is also a question because sports science has become such a big thing in every sporting industry right now. And how is important is it for an athlete to know his own body and what all things that are going around it? So, uh, when you get to a certain level, that 1% of difference makes all that much difference in in you and the guy that you're facing. So, when you get to the level like the UFC or when you get to a world level, like I realized that I was, I was levels below a lot of people, man. I, was, I wasn't even close to the best, to, the, to, to, to even the 10th best in my weight class. And I realized that very, very quickly because when I saw those guys rolling around, warming up, I was like, okay, I have a lot of work to do when I get back home. So, and and it's not and it's not because of uh, it's, it's not that I had any disadvantages. It's just that I wasn't aware. It's just that I wasn't aware of what I was good at. I was trying to be good at what everybody else was good at. So these guys have been studying sports science, like Russians, um, Russians, Americans, uh, Europeans. All these guys have been have been studying sports science for centuries. Sorry, for, 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 for I think 50, 60 years and they are very and they are very well versed when it comes to understanding their athletes and understanding and understanding, you know, so because they've been dealing with sports like weightlifting, they've been dealing in sports like um, in sports like boxing, wrestling. Um, so, so a lot of the sports that Indians are not all that well known for, like we're known for cricket, but we're not known for anything else, mostly. You have only a handful of athletes that are good at anything else. So... So sports science has made leaps and bounds and it's reached amateur athletes as well. 
so i feel it makes all the more so i feel it makes all the more difference in the world for an amateur athlete to have to have a sports scientist that uh, you know that that he works with it's, it's it's important to have a coach who understands body mechanics it's important to understand so it's important to have a coach that understands when you need rest when you don't need rest mm. because in because uh, in the old days they used to go they used to do 100 pull ups for the sake of doing 100 pull ups so guys are training a lot smarter now so i feel that's very very essential so you see guys like usain bolt he trains very very he used yeah. to train very very smart like he he had all these sports scientists around him he had a lot of uh, he, he had a lot of nutritionists right. around him so also nutrition is a big part you talk about sports science nutrition is one of the is, is one of the things that fits into the formula of an athlete what you put into your body you get out of it so so sports science is very is, is very very essential for any athlete now looking to get to a certain level Mm, right right so i just wanted to get with this at we, you talked about usain bolt like he was super super smart about his body he knew when his body was aging he knew when he had to slow and stop you know the last race that he had i think he won bronze or something i silver, think he won silver 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 so he knew exactly when he was going to stop he when he should have stopped right he knew that that's so cool now coming to your fighting what how exactly do you define your fighting style is it striking is it grappling is it wrestling so uh, i am a boxing based fighter so i've so i've always been striking all my life but i've recently and by recently i mean a year and a half ago gotten in love with jiu jitsu like i fell in love with jiu jitsu because i met this one guy who showed up at my gym uh, at at my coach's club this manhaji combat club his name is Sean Loyal he trains out of Warriors Cove in Gurgaon So he was going to college. He was going to Symbiosis in Pune, which was uh, which was a different campus from mine. He met me and he said, you know, I compete in jujitsu. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna roll one? So I said, okay, fine. So him and I, you know, he came to my gym for that day, and him and I went through this one striking session. So I thought, okay, fine. He's a decent striker. He's very very good. Uh, the next, I think, the next week or that weekend, I took him to I took him to the gym I was currently going to. and we did so we we did one round of jujitsu and that was my first realization of you know just how just how inferior i was on the ground and jujitsu was this sport which and shawn's a smaller guy than i like he weighs like on a good day he weighs about 64 kg he's a small guy so and yeah he he fights at 61 kg so he, and he strangled me <laughs> he extended, he he almost broke my arm he 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 manipulated my body's in sorry my 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 body in ways i've never been manipulated i've never been manipulated before so it was so it was very buff so, so it was very baffling to me you know i was like oh shit who is this guy so i had somebody that was like minded i had somebody that was i can't say like minded i i he was sort of he was sort of levels above me even in terms of mindset so i had the gift in this training partner because a couple of months later we both bought mats and we used to go to his apartment and we used to roll so whether it was whether it was um 8 o'clock at night 10 o'clock at night sometimes 11 o'clock at night i would go to his house and we just we just we just put in rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds but he but he'd also know when to stop you know so it also answers the question as to finding training partners that you can trust because uh, injury because you get injured in training a lot if you if you're training with the wrong kind of people people who are looking to prove a point with you Sean was not one of those people. Sean was someone that helped me, that helped me get better every day. That helped me understand jujitsu a lot better. And before I met Sean, before I met Sean, I had one win and I had about two losses. That's how three fights in, I had a losing record. 
So once I started doing jujitsu, I met Sean in 2018. We trained for a couple of months, and at the start of 2019, I just got so much more comfortable on the ground. I went on a tear in 2019. I at the end of 2019, I was um, I was eight and four. I was eight wins and four losses. Yeah, and it was it made a massive difference to me because I was just so comfortable on the ground after that. Like I submitted my first opponent three months after Sean and I started training. Because, and and mind you, I knew nothing on the ground three months prior to that. Nothing, absolutely nothing. If I ever got taken to the ground, both my losses before that were when I was were when I lost on the ground. And then after that, I uh, and then after that, I fought two bouts in which I, I faced out, out of which one bout I faced a wrestler, but I was just so comfortable on the ground because of Sean, because uh, because of Sean and I working together, I um, I was. I, w- I was able to knock the guy out in the third round because I got the I got the other guy tired and he shot from a long distance and I knocked him. Congratulations! Uh, and then after that, I got the call for the I got, I got the call for the Indian national team. So, so I figured okay, fine, something was working. And then after I got my ass yeah. whooped and after I got my ass whooped in Bahrain by by, by my Russian adversary, I uh, went on to win my first gold medal in the in, in the MMA India nationals in January of this year. That's- that's pretty cool. And I and I ended up thank you so much. And I ended up tapping out all three of my opponents via armbar. Wow. So from not cool. knowing that's jujitsu, cool. something so you from not just in 2018. Exactly. So from not knowing jujitsu just that year prior, the very next year I went on to win yeah. my first gold medal and tapping all three of my opponents mm. out. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, Super thanks. cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> So now, when you got into MMA, you just got into for you know sir, defense. You just told us. So w- when was that switch when you understood that you wanted to fight all your life, <laughs> that you wanted to do fighting as a lifestyle? Um, is there any event as such, or does it happen progressively? Because see, was what it the slap? People was it the ass whooping? Uh, the slap that I got in the eleventh grade. No, that was uh, that just sparked my desire to become stronger. Mm-hmm. That's it. I had no intention of competing after that. I had no intention of being. Of being at the level I am right now, you know, I'm not I'm not at a very high level, but I am at I am at some level right now. I'm at one of the highest levels that it, that I can be as an amateur in this country. But uh, I'm looking to get better. So that slap didn't really motivate me to start competing. But I uh, so to answer your question, Prashant, uh, I started comp- I the desire to start competing. I started competing as a goof, like in 2000. 17, I believe, yeah, 2017. Sorry, 2016. 2016, I competed in my first junior tournament. Okay, and uh, I, I, I remember the rush that I got because I've been competing in boxing, or I've been competing in boxing all this while. So I was very, I was very used, to, I was used to a very diff- different kind of distance control, a very different kind of environment, very serious environment in boxing. Yeah, yeah. And in MMA, yeah. it was just this completely different dynamic where it was, where it was just so many different weapons I could use, and I realized, oh shit, this is something I could actually do. So when so when so when I so when I competed, I I lost that first fight. I lost that first fight as a junior, but I ended up getting but I ended up getting a certificate, and that sort of uh, remuneration in a way, like like like, like that sort of that, that 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 special prize they name it for a person who loses, you know, so to make the guy feel better. But it made me feel better. It made me feel like I achieved something. It made me feel like I went out there and gave it my all, as compared to going into a boxing bout and getting nothing, getting your ass whooped and not getting anything. So I felt okay, fine. You know, I'm getting something from this. I'm getting some sort of recognition for this. I'm getting some sort of uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting some sort of platform to showcase my skills over here. So, so after that, I competed in my first senior nationals. Now, now this is where I lost my first two fights. Uh, 
it, this is where I started losing my first two fights. Um, I faced, I went, I went from juniors because the juniors was not like it, it wasn't half as competitive as senior competition was. So when, so when I made the transition to the the, the senior ranks, I ended up facing this one guy. Who, I was seventeen at the time, so I ended up facing this one guy from whoever he was, uh, from Jammu, Jammu and Kashmir. So this guy was a national level wrestler. I forgot his name for, for the life of me. I can't remember his name, but um, he was a national level wrestler. So I thought, you know what, fine, he's a wrestler. I'm gonna kick him in his head. I'm gonna knee him to the body. I'm gonna punch him. Nothing doing. This guy took me down. This guy took me down, smashed my face in for three minutes, and at the end of the three minutes, and as it and as the and as the ten second clapper went off. So at the end of every round, when there's ten seconds left in the round, there's a clapper that goes off. It goes like that. So. At that clapper, I just thought, you know, fuck it, oh, this is not going anywhere. I can't beat this guy. I tapped. And then, and then Jan of 2017, in the first round, I was out. Uh, I was out. I I bitched out in the first round. I tapped out in the first round. You know, because I didn't have a lot of mental fortitude at the time. So after that, in 2017, I trained like a, I I, I trained like a man possessed for mm-hmm. for that so-called comeback fight or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So uh, you were zero three by that time. No, no. By that time, I was zero and one. Uh, and then when I got to and then when and then when I got to this January fight like January 2017. So this so this tournament was in September. This tournament was in September, and I fought in Jan. I fought a couple of months later. I was prepared. I was as prepared as I could be. And after that, I faced this one complete nobody who was not good anywhere. Who was not good on the ground, not good on his feet. He just looked very tough, and he was just he just looked like a ruffian. He just looked like a ruffian. So mm, so when. So when we got in the cage, I thought I was going to beat him. But when the referee said, "Are you ready? Are you ready? Fight!" I thought, "Oh shit, I'm not ready." And by that time, it was too late. And before I knew anything, this guy threw a kick. This guy head kicked me. I tried to kick him in the leg. It didn't work. Like like my body just completely spazzed out. And then he, there was this barrage of and there was this barrage of punches coming at me. Where and then I just covered up and I fell. And when I looked up, I could see three of everything and three of everybody. And by that time, the referee had pulled him off me, and I was zero and two. So at that time, I went into a very, I, I was I was very low all the time because of that. You know, I was very low because I thought that okay, fine, you know, this is something new, but I'm not very successful at it. Then I devoted my life completely to training. Like uh, in my twelfth grade, I didn't really do, I didn't really fare very well with academics, so I had a lot of time to train. Like I, I went to open school. I I, I uh, so it's kind of hard for me to talk about. I'm sorry. But I I started working at I started working for my parents for a year. I took a year off between my twelfth grade and uh, going to university. So I was working every day till four five p.m. from nine o'clock in the morning, and I was working in real estate. And uh, after that, I would go train. I would train. I'd just train, train, train. Get my mind right. I don't know why, but I just couldn't get my mind right again until I went to Thailand in in December of twenty seventeen. And I started, and I and I trained for about twenty mm-hmm. twenty five days over there. My my family had gone for vacation, so we had gone to a couple of we had gone to a couple of different places, and um, I started training at maybe four different gyms. Okay. And then I came back, and I took I, so, I had a tournament literally two days after I came back, and I ended up knocking my, I ended up knocking that opponent out in the first fight, and then I got taken down, and then I got taken down, and sorry, and 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 in the second fight I got injured, so that was ruled a no contest. But you know, I got that feeling of winning. I got that feeling of what it's like to oh shit, get my hand raised in 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 a sport like MMA. Because mind you, that was the first time I got my hand raised. 
that was the first time I got my hand raised. So that was very so 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 that was very new for me. And then after that, I I took I took the entire year 2018 off. I didn't do I didn't participate in any tournaments, nothing. I just devoted that year to you know to going to university, doing well, just living, just living like a student athlete essentially, getting my mind right. And then in I think November of that year, November 2018, my uncle saw a video that I posted of me deadlifting the wrong way, and then I realized I'd been I'd been doing a lot of things very wrong because he said that why are you arching your back so much? Why are you keeping your legs straight and arching your back? You're going to you're going to injure yourself. And then he introduced me to his his my, my my uncle's a powerlifter, so he introduced me to his strength coach. So his strength coach, his name is Vinay Kadam. He trains uh, he trains people at First Fit in Pune. So he introduced me to him, and he 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 introduced me to body mechanics. Vinay essentially introduced me to body mechanics and doing things the right way, uh, making your mental state of mind just as important as your physical state. So. I uh, so I started so so I started uh, doing strength training with Vinay, and that January of 2019, I got my first bronze medal. I got my first bronze medal after which I went on a tear, and I ended up making it to the I ended up making it to the world championships later that year. So, so getting my so so getting so my jujitsu, refining my ground game. Sorry, I'm speaking so much, <laughs> no, okay. but uh, refining my jujitsu. And defining my mental training and defining my strength training is something that I hadn't done before, so that got my mind in the right place. And fortunately for me now, I have I have everything. I have all the puzzles. I have all the puzzle pieces together, and um, I'm I'm planning to move ahead in my life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you lose, it's very essential that you put your shit together. You get things together. You think, uh, you think straight, right? It's very essential that you think straight. How how do you follow up that? Hmm. Uh, so losing, you, it's the it's it's the lowest low you can feel because you just got your ass whooped in front of people. You feel you you feel like the smallest, most weak version of yourself. Even more so is when you, you get you are strong. You are still strong, but you feel very very weak. You feel very very. Think weak. about it this way: when uh, when Dustin Poirier lost to Khabib, Dustin Poirier is was literally ranked number one in the world. Khabib was the champion, but Dustin Poirier was. Uh, was uh, why I mentioned Dustin Poirier so much is because he's he's one of my idols and I I absolutely love him. I I see a lot of I see a lot of my my fighting style and his fighting style because we're both boxers. So getting back to the point, uh, losing, winning is the highest high and losing is the lowest low. The toughest men in the world are reduced to tears when they lose. So you can imagine the kind of uh, the kind of mental battle you have to kind of have with yourself after you lose. So you learn to deal with loss in the most literal way when you when when you lose a fight. Right. It's almost like losing somebody that you love. You you lose a little part of yourself every time you lose. But you also find a part of yourself. You know, you always come out a different man. You always come out. The loss always ends up teaching you something you never knew. That loss to the Russian guy, that that loss to Ahmed, uh, sparked sparked this desire in me yeah. and helped me win my first gold medal. So. Helped me win my first national gold medal. So, so that so that that taught me something. So you, yeah, so you so you, so you can learn a lot from a loss, but you can also learn a lot from a win. You you learn how to, you learn how to handle yourself from a win, and you learn how to pick yourself up from pick yourself up after a loss. After a loss, yeah. So um, just talking on that point, like how to get into MMA and stuff. Okay, so now this week, if you uh, read, uh, if you have seen the news, everyone when this comes out, this time that will be a later news, but. education system has uh, put in place 
a pretty uh, great thing that they will be focusing equally on sports music any form of art they are they giving okay it will be as equal as a science or a mathematics that's it which i feel is so good that's come into the system right now okay because right now if i'm just saying like in few years or in down the next decade or in the next 10 years we are going to be parents okay so our generation would have a better education system i feel and this uh, reform has come after 35 years but i feel this should this should be there every 3 to 5 years because at the speed we are changing because the speed at which we are you know switching things it should come at least every 3 to 5 years what is 35 years for an education change at least i'm happy that it came i'm, I'm grateful that it came because now there could be so many people who can get into sports because it will be equally important at that and mom and dad wouldn't be saying you know zarurat nahi hai iski padhai mein dhyan de that wouldn't be the go to statement right and so like most of the great footballers that are there right now are engineers for some reason that's why that's why they are not uh, that's why india basically doesn't have a great team not that because we don't have great players but because our parents want a backup yeah, yeah. okay and it's not parents fault as well because they have been taught and raised yeah, in that way the best. Okay? Yeah. they always want a safety net for the kid because we know that it, a sport always doesn't work out okay for for and it's you know so 11 people get to play on the field and more than 11 lakh apply for it so it's a very small small number that gets into it but right now i feel an equal opportunity for the same is a very fair and a great thing that could happen in a in a education system okay because we we always say root levels are important and it needs to change and you know right now mma is still a growing sport in india okay it's just uh, finding its roots as well so it has you know here it's there's somewhere where it can pick up and so do so well i feel what do you think about it? so mma as a sport uh, mma as a sport if it taught to kids the right way is a very good avenue for them to have because i have uh, i have two four year old nephews and they are die hard fans of mma because of me because of their uncle who because of their uncle who's fighting so every time they come over they either want to punch me in the head or they either want to strangle me one one is one one's name is johan he's the grappler in the family and one's name is dian he is the striker he's the boxer striker he's mm-hmm. the more violent kind so so both so, so so both of those kids have this sort of drive to do something and you know when i ask both of them what do you want to be when you grow up i know the kids i know they're saying that to make me happy but they say you know i want to be a fighter they they say i want to be a fighter they say karan i want to be like you uncle karan i want to be like you so it's very so so, so it warms my heart when i when I, when i get to hear something like that and yeah i feel that mma is a very very good form of discipline when 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 taught the right way because uh, it made me stay away from a lot of a lot of different bad things in my life like a lot of my friends from school like i went to i i i, I went to a private school in pune and uh, a lot of my friends you know came from families that you know were well off and when you got when, when you come from a family that has too much money you either get into something that's bad for you like drugs alcohol partying which kind of derails your life or some people went the other way some people went you know the the business way and only a handful of them became athletes after school literally i can count the people on my finger i can count the number of people that became athletes on my fingers there's that little but those people are very very successful because because they are so mentally strong because they decided to stay away from all the bad things in life so when you have a sport like mma that keeps you so honest that 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 sort of makes you want to take care of your health in a way that no other sport can because unless you take care of your health you're not going to do well in training you're not going to do well in life you're not going to feel good you're not going to be good so i feel that 
you know, I could, we could have used this. Like our education system, our generation of uh, of school goers could have used it. Hundred percent. Could have no used doubt. this new implementation of of uh, of music and of sports. Like if if you don't already know, I used to play in a lot of bands growing up. I played lead guitar for a lot wow, of bands super. growing up till yeah. I was seventeen. Got three musicians so, here then. <laughs> what do each of you play? I have to ask. Sorry, I have to. Yeah. So I play guitar and okay. uh, keyboard. Like mm-hmm. I right now I have lost touch very badly. I feel. Prashant plays guitar and keyboard too. Yeah, okay. guitar, That's keyboard, whatever you That's hand good. me. <laughs> yeah, that engineering drives you crazy. I guess you have to have sort of a vice, right? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It is no fun either. But um, you know, you know, you know yeah. something of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you know a little something. Yeah, correct. Uh, but it also gives you this appreciation for uh, you know slowly getting better at something. Whereas correct. people who don't have that sort of a vice, or people who don't have that sort of a people who don't have that sort of Talent. a hobby but when like no a hobby yeah. if you, you you need something to keep you busy besides your studies you can't go crazy burying yourself in your books unless you like to, un- unless you're into a hobby like you like to read or you like to research or you yeah. like to you like to journal you know you like to journalize so uh so i feel like everybody needs to have a hobby and sports and music music is a very very good hobby so i'm so so, so, so i'm very very glad that people are or rather the education system is taking a turn towards that right now it gives the kids to be mentally healthier as compared to just being academic brainiacs and committing suicide over exams Absolutely. that they exams that they fail because you know you hear about that a lot and people who have hobbies grow up to be far success far more successful than people who bury themselves in their books Great. and you know go through life by the book that's my opinion i may be wrong in, in certain people's eyes but, I, but that is my opinion i'm sorry go ahead that's right that's right like you need to have something to blow off steam somewhere right Absolutely. like uh like you are a professional MMA fighter but sometimes you don't want to do it like there are days there are like sometimes you say you know i won't do it for 3 days I, i'm going to take off that time you go for music you go back to your guitar you just sit back you listen to music or just just relax in some way or the other because you always need to blow off some steam uh in ways uh, that is not norm that's you know you should have a hobby so that you'll enjoy it okay because as this is our hobby we are also working but this is our hobby right now we love talking to new people we love getting to know them and learn from them so much okay so getting to that i'll uh, ask a uh, personal stuff here so uh, what's your like support system like what's your support system because you can't do this on your own like we can't do this on our own we need a support system around us and um, how important it is to have a support system and the who are the important key co- you know components in those support system for you because to get back to get back into winning ways or to get back to yourself you know just like you said mental health and you you said it's very tough to rebound from a loss yeah. so sometimes you cannot do it all alone so how like keeping on you- yeah so how important is the role of a support system do you do it all by yourself or you open up to you know certain people so that they can help you grow See, I'm not a very open person like that. I'm I'm very reserved. I don't I don't socialize too much. I don't party too much. I don't I don't have a lot of friends. But that's by choice. Like I don't have a lot of friends by choice. I I, I avoided a lot of people growing up because of the things that they were into. But I also but but the people that I do keep close to me are very 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 close to me. I only have a handful of friends that I keep close to me. I have again I have as many friends as I can count on my fingers. Uh and they they're very genuine people. but my support system is even smaller my support system consists of my family and most of all my girlfriend she has kept me very 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 honest 
with with me she is like an external an external uh an external entity she she is like mma in a person she is somebody that will that that will call the bullshit out as she sees it so she's kept me very very honest throughout like we've been together for an hour it's, it's it's not it's she gives she she gives my she she helps me keep my head in the clouds and my mm, feet on correct. the ground keep it that way so she so she makes me feel like i'm the best every day but not but not you know she, she doesn't let me feel like i'm cocky she doesn't let me get cocky when i do get cocky she says karan you're being cocky karan don't do that karan it's not the right way to be and ever since i stopped being the ever since i stopped being that punk asshole kid that i was in 2015 16 before i started mma before i met my girlfriend uh i was losing basically before i started listening to her about you know correcting my mentality correcting my correcting my ways essentially i was losing a lot and i was just losing at life like one thing after another went wrong in my life and after she came into my life i got into the university i wanted to get into in pune i uh, i started winning in mma i started feeling better i started you know i started i started waking up with purpose every day so having people like that in your life having people who keep you very very honest like even my coaches and my training partners that i have with me are people that keep me very very honest vinay my strength coach very noble shit you know will laugh about one thing then say get the fuck back to work you know um my my coach smile haji you will not see that man smile once in <laughs> his mr archrekar unless unless you unless it unless you genuinely unless you genuinely 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 you know make him happy or do something really really good like i remember the, the last time he smiled was uh, was when i told him sorry was was when he was cornering me for my fight and i knocked the guy out in the first round mm-hmm. in 11 seconds <laughs> in june of last year so that was the only time he smiled he was like oh my god i can't believe that just happened and i saw this big smile <laughs> on his face and i said oh shit i made him smile i think that's a bigger win than my win right now. <laughs> okay so and after that uh, and after that i have uh, i had someone like shawn in my life my jiu jitsu coach or training partner as well he like the maximum i've gotten out of him was uh, the, the, i think the biggest comp- i think the biggest compliment he's ever given me was you took your beating like a man today that was the biggest compliment i've ever gotten out from him you know like he's not said good job once he's not said okay fine well done unless i want to fight you know unless i want to fight unless i did well in that battle you know so so i've had people who kept me very 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 honest but also kept me on the ground Who, who made me feel very very good but also kept me on the ground so i have these these this this close knit tight set of people in my life that keep me grounded and keep me moving forward and that is something that i feel is more essential for a fighter i think that people are afraid to to be alone so they don't so they so, so they socialize as much as they can to find the right person so they go through life very confused i'm lucky enough to have found all these people by age 21 Going to be 22 this year, so I'm lucky enough to have some. Some lucky enough to have, you know found people like that in my life. Hopefully, I keep that going. Hopefully, even right. when, even as my life moves forward, moves forward, I get to, I get to keep these sort of people in my life and make the right choices. That's you know uh, brilliant because we need some people to always push us up and keep us on the ground at the same time, which is you know uh, the reality check as well as um, you know lifting us up because as humans we. tend to go up down up down that's life i feel uh, but there needs to be someone who is a constant uh, that always keeps us uh, in place so just on that uh, thing wheels as asking that is india growing into mma right now like do you see the sport growing into mma the country sorry i feel like i feel like india is very very green mm-hmm. you can hear me right yeah yeah you can hear me right 
That's right. So I feel like India is still very, very green when it comes to MMA, but we have made tremendous leaps mm-hmm. and bounds when, when, when it comes to the sport since the year 2010, because uh, because 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 back in the day it was it, it it was a sport that not many people knew about. It was it, it still is a very small community of people, but I feel like as we as the internet grows, as uh, as the amount of people that get that 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 gain mm-hmm. uh, access to watching these sort of fights. Uh, feel that as people as 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 the number of people who do jujitsu, who do MMA, who do boxing, who get into this, who get into this combat sports business, into this combat sports world, increase increases. It uh, it 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 sort of helps the PR for MMA, and sort of um, and sort of reaches out to the rest of the country, smaller smaller parts of the country. So I feel like India is still growing as a sport, but it but it but it's grown at a very exponential rate. And uh, do you think because uh, WWE had a big effect on us? Okay, <laughs> like we all <laughs> as kids have to believe. Yeah, yeah. People still believe WWE is real. Yeah, and you know, uh, like we all have seen that. Okay, we all have been there. We all have seen Triple H and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and everything. Like still that. makes me smile when you talk about that. You know, because those are the good old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that—that that was at least you. Know, yeah. You watch those fights and you really like it. You'll rewatch them right now. That's just, that's you know you know it's not real, but the entertainment value was too high on those fights. Super right now. high, super high. And right now that's lost. I feel like like right now it's just an entertainment industry altogether. It's a Kardashian show. Okay, that's what it has become basically. And there is no like as I guess you know we all lost somewhere when Triple H and uh, Shawn Mike basically Shawn Michaels retired. That I guess that was it for me. I guess I'm done with this. I'm leaving. Like I don't want to see you again. And uh, we, our generation, has moved out of that, you know. And our next generation, some people see it, some don't see it, and that's oh, that way of uh, looking at it. But people are coming out of it. People are looking into real sports. Uh, like you know, they are watching UFC right now because sometimes it's the hype of one game. Like uh, McGregor and Habib's fight yeah, was such perfect, a big hype perfect, there. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Habib's fight with the one guy who just lost in the first round itself. He was like, "What's going on? What's going yeah. on?" Boom! Is he lost in that game? So since then, we have uh, slowly started to learn more and uh, slowly starting to get out of uh, the old days where fighting was not real for us. And you know, there would be jumping out of ladders and whatnot. There was oh, beer yeah. cans. There was trucks. <laughs> there was. Oh, I remember like, the PlayStation Two game that I used to have of WWE when I was a kid. SmackDown. Please take me back Smackdown. to that. Yeah, SmackDown, bro. Yeah, both. Yeah. We all do that. We all uh, like this, uh, the NT yeah, theme songs is superb, right? Like you, yeah, you know which. Like right now, I listen to those songs. I'm like SmackDown. Like it's a, such a nostalgic moment when Nickelback's song plays on that track. Uh, it's such a good moment there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. to the ground. Yeah. So, Prashant, yeah. uh, what's your prediction for what's your prediction for Khabib and Gaethje? Khabib and Gaethje. See, I've learned to not get emotionally invested in fights anymore. True. I've learned to not get emotionally invested in fights because the last time I got emotionally invested in a fight was when uh, Max Holloway fought Dustin Poirier for the for, for the interim lightweight championship of the world. Yeah. That was coincidentally the same day I was fighting. Like like I was fighting on Saturday night and Sunday morning was the was mm-hmm. the Max Holloway Dustin Poirier fight. So I really wanted Max Holloway to win because I won the night before, you know, on April thirteenth of two thousand nineteen. So after after seeing Max lose to Dustin, I started becoming a believer in Dustin. So I said, you know what? Fuck this! I'm not going to get emotionally invested in fights anymore. I can analyze fights. I can see who has an advantage where. So 
for argument's sake, I'm going to say that I'm going to give it to Habib because it's just a different kind of work ethic. But, 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 but Justin Gaethje also has his also has his spots where he can do well. For instance, he's an incredible scrambler. He used to wrestle back in high school. He was um, he was a three-time NCAA uh, national champion. Or, or I I don't know his exact accolades, but I know that he was a very very high-level wrestler. And I know that his work ethic. So I know that, and I, and I also know that his work his his output is also second to none. I think he's the most violent man in the, in the UFC or in the sport of MMA. Super violent. Yeah, and and that's what makes him dangerous because Khabib doesn't has has not dealt with people who are so violent. You know, he's not he's not dealt with he's not dealt with an animal like Gaethje before, who's so good everywhere. But yeah. but Khabib yes. is another. Uh, should I say Ahmed Ghazi Magomedov is like Khabib? You know, he's just so good at what he does that he can absolutely shut down anything that anybody's good at. So. He knows what he's good at, and he knows he's he knows he's going in a certain direction. He knows he can adapt in that way. So, so it's a very hard fight to call. But <laughs> if I had to, but if I had to, since I love Khabib as much as I do, I think I would have to give the edge to Khabib, just for argument's sake. I'm not taking sides here again, but for argument's sake, but but for argument's sake, I think I'll have to give it to Khabib. Mm, the last time I got disappointed in a fight was Gaethje Ferguson. <laughs> oh man! Don't even talk about that. Ah. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh yeah. man. Oh man. I knew yeah. from the moment the fight was booked, yeah. I knew Ferguson was going to get messed up very badly because he was preparing for somebody who was completely different. Now mm-hmm. I have I I believe that he would have at least have a good chance of winning against Khabib. Okay, mm-hmm. he would have had a very good chance. But the moment the Gaethje fight was booked, I knew because this guy has waited so long to get a sh- uh, shot at the title, and then somebody comes off for the interim title. I knew that was not the right thing to do. <laughs> and Gaethje Absolutely. came out with a superb plan, superb, superb plan. Yeah. I just stand just also. Wait, yeah. Also, those short notice fights that you get now, also the like, like like the fights where you have two weeks to prepare for, mm. they make you far less predictable to the other guy because when the other guy spends more time studying how you fight, when the other guy spends understanding you know every twitch that you have and you know reacting to it, training for it, he he was facing again a completely different animal in 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 Justin Gaethje as compared to Khabib. So so adapting to that sort of a person becomes very very difficult. Because uh, Gaethje didn't come out, he didn't come out as uh, as violently as he usually does. He was more right. cautious. He was more so measured, composed, yeah. and he was far more. He was yeah, and he was just so composed. He was eating all those punches. He got dropped in the first round at the end of the first round by an uppercut by a vicious. By I think the most vicious uppercut I've ever seen Ferguson throw. He got dropped, and it was it was precise. It wasn't even that vicious. It was just very very precise. So it dropped Gaethje. So coming back from something like that, and then going on to make a guy like Tony Ferguson quit. Tony turned his back in the fifth round. Yeah. He turned his back and said, "I've had enough." Right. He didn't verbally say it, but his body language yes, said it. So, so, the, yeah, so the referee yeah. stopped it. it. Surely did. So, so the referee stopped it. The referee stepped in and he stopped it. And uh, Justin Gaethje was union interim lightweight champ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was good PR for it was good PR for Gaethje, but it was also but it, but it was a hugely defining moment for for Gaethje. For Ferguson. I hope he comes back. I hope Ferguson comes back I hope even so. more stronger. I hope so too. They are booking a fight against uh, b- b- McGregor against against Poirier or McGregor. Uh, yeah, I saw that article. Okay. I saw that on YouTube. I don't really log into Instagram all that I much. I don't think he'll face McGregor. Just for saying, just my. Opinion. I think. I think. See, I think that uh, Tony Ferguson is one of those is one of those guys that doesn't give a fuck about how much money he gets as long as it's a good matchup for him. As long as he can have fun in the cage, right? 
so he is someone that i feel will take the harder fight which uh, in my opinion is dustin poirier because conor mcgregor now i feel is well past his prime although he had that brilliant win against donald cerrone back in jan mm right so i think that I, but i think that it's a much harder fight for him to fight dustin poirier because poirier has become more measured of course poirier lost to mcgregor back in 2000 14 15 is long long no, back, yeah mm. yeah it was, it was they, they were different fighters themselves at the time yeah, mcgregor sure, sure. was yeah. w- w- was absolutely in his prime he was he was his guy he was mystic mac he was on a tear so 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 i think that dustin now is a very very bad matchup for ferguson in the sense that uh, dustin can take a lot of can can take a lot of punishment but can also deliver precise precise punches and his his he's got a very violent he's got a very he's got a very technical violent boxing style yeah he can brawl if you want to brawl with him and he Absolutely. can speak so he beat gechi like that he is a guy that is a guy that beat justin gechi he's a guy that got leg kicked the shit out of and yeah. still went on to knock justin gechi out right. in the 5th round <laughs> yeah so he's got that gas tank he's got he's got that sorry sorry i'm so sorry he's got that gas tank to to, to last 5 rounds and he's got the mental fortitude to take punishment fight off submissions he's got he's got a black belt in jiu jitsu himself like like even 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 Tony Ferguson does but 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 Dustin Poirier also has a black belt in jiu jitsu and um, he's got the gas tank he's got the hands he's got he's got the precision he's got the ground game he's good everywhere the only the only thing i probably think uh, Tony Ferguson has an advantage in is the unpredictableness of Super. his fighting yeah, style yeah, yeah. unpredictability of his fighting style So you don't know if you're trying to take if you're trying to take Ferguson down. You know a submission is coming at you. If you're trying, if, if he's on his back, you know you're going to eat a few elbows. Yeah. And I've not seen Dustin deal with that sort of punishment, like like that right. sort of, like that sort of unpredictability. Hmm hmm hmm. So, so, so I was just you, you just you just talked about the prime of the uh, sports person, which plays a huge huge role in any field of sports. Mm-hmm. Talk. Let's talk about your prime. What is your goal? Okay. And where do you see yourself <laughs> at your prime? Because uh, in, uh, you look forward to your prime. Do you think you are at your prime right now, or you think? Absolutely not. I think absolutely not. I think I'm still budding right now. I think um, I think I got into this sport fairly late because uh, our generation of fighters have gotten into this sport when they were 13, 14 years old. Because uh, in in different countries, like 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 I saw the juniors, the under 21 guys do a lot better than our seniors in uh, in the IMF World Championships. So, so the level of the juniors is far beyond what the seniors are right now. Of course, the seniors get more chances to go to you know to go to uh, professional organizations, make it make it into the top ten of professional organizations. Like, um, but 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 to make my previous point, my, to make my previous point about the juniors, uh, Muhammad Makayev, he recently signed with Brave CF, and he's fighting I think in an hour from now. Yeah, I think he's fighting in an hour from now. He's fighting his professional debut in uh, Sweden for Brave for Brave CF for Brave Combat Federation. Uh, so IMF is 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 sort of the recruiting ground for a lot of professional organizations where they see these amateurs do so well. Back in the day, we didn't have that sort of a we we didn't have that sort of a platform. Like our sport didn't have that sort of a platform back in twenty like before twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen. Which one is it? I'm not too sure. But 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 definitely before twenty thirteen, we didn't have an amateur circuit anywhere in the world. <coughs> Excuse me. That's not the coronavirus. That's just sure, sure. sorry. <laughs> but. Um, But uh, so Mohammad Mokayev is fighting at Brave CF right now. I'm a big fan of Mokayev, and uh, I'm I'm very glad to say that I met him in Bahrain when I went. 
when I went for the world championship. So it's nice to see that. Um, so different people have different times. To answer your question, different different people have different times. I still feel like I'm I'm budding right now because I got into the sport only five years ago. Different people peak at different times because you see that some UFC champions right now, dominant champions are thirty are thirty plus years old. Some are nearing forty. Right, right, some right. are nearing forty. Stipe Miocic. Yeah, Stipe Miocic. Exactly, he's nearing forty. Yeah, yeah, even Dan, DC, da- yeah, DC. I was just gonna say primes. that. Exactly, they both are in their primes right now. Board, they have these dad boards and they are fighting these young guns like oh, DC versus no. Alex. Alex Gustafson was <laughs> such a superb fight to look at. And DC. exactly, so 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 like I was saying, you know, different people peak at different times. It kind of reiterates the point that I made earlier to each his own. So different people. So if you take a, if you take an example of a guy like Jimmy Manua, he fights at. Yeah. Heavyweight or light heavyweight? I'm not too sure. Right. I think I think light he fights at I think he fights at light heavyweight. Yeah. Sorry. So Jimmy Manua started MMA when he was 28 years old. He got it. He, he went to a boxing gym. Got his first fight four months after he started after he started training. Got into the UFC in about three years of in, in, in about three years of training and competing. So to each his own. I still feel like my prime is a long way off because I haven't even started my professional career yet. I'm still contractually an amateur. So, so I feel like, but no, but I do plan on going pro. I think by the end of next year or 2022, the start of 2022. It's Hopefully, sign with a good organization like. So Brave you think or, you'll, you'll, you think of okay, you think of making it to the UFC. What, what are your goals? What, what absolutely, you really absolutely being, absolutely. I plan on being the first Indian UFC champion. Oh, superb, superb. <laughs> like, mm. like that. I know, I know, I know. It sounds like big talk right now. Although yeah. I don't have the accolades to you back have it to up. have to have a goal, right? See, you, you have, have to have a goal, but you also have to have a realistic goal, which yes. I truly believe because not because not everybody can get there. But what I do believe is that I've overcome the I've overcome my own mindset right. before. You know, when I got slapped in my when I, when I was in eleventh grade, I didn't even know what the UFC was. Right. And this one I'm talking about five years ago. Today I'm ranked number one in the country in my weight division. So, so you never know where life will take you, and if you keep working at something, and if you keep Beating on your craft, and you keep and you keep you keep your goal in mind, and you keep working at that. You keep your head down and work work towards it humbly, but at the same time, you give your everything to it. Good things will happen for you, and I truly believe that when I work for something, I make it happen for myself. Correct, correct. That's like that's so great. Um, but uh, in this time as well, where uh, like thank you so much for joining us. First of all, Karan, it was. So great having you and Thank learning, you so me, learning from you so much. Wherein you know you talked about how to stay grounded, how everything in life you know turns out. Uh, you know every you know even a slap could change something, and it's up to you how you're gonna take it. And you should have a right support system. And whoever you are, like it's always good to have a hobby as well. Always carry a extra hobby with you. And if you feel you are good at something, okay. Then go pursue it. Don't just be stuck at something that you are you don't want to do, and just go ahead and pursue it. You will succeed because, and you need to put in your efforts as well. And there is so much that we learn from you, uh, Prashant. Last few words. Yeah, it was fun to have you on the show, Karan. It was I hope fun. We'll have you on the show again when you win your UFC <laughs> debut. I would love to be <laughs> back. I really hope you make it. Yeah, you make it great in life. I mean, so it was super fun with you. Thank we you so want much, to guys. have another conversation with you where we talk about the technicalities of MMA mm-hmm. and uh, things as such, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I think 
yeah because i think people are getting more interested into mma these days so we are looking to have that sort of a conversation as well but thank you again for doing this current last some last words from you like would you like to say something uh, i actually would i actually uh, there's, there's there's two things i want to say uh first things first i want to thank my brand new equipment sponsor lew boxing they are uh, they are uh, they are a boxing uh, they, i think they're india's premier manufacturing and exporter so a manufacturer and exporter of world class boxing mma and fitness equipment the owner niraj mahajan contacted me the other day and um, i've been I, you know i've been a big fan of their equipment for a long 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 time because when i was competing in boxing i always used a lot of their equipment to train and what not and i always wondered you know what what it would be like if i ever got a sponsorship where i don't have to worry about buying gloves and uh, buy, buying gloves and you know getting bags and getting mm-hmm. getting essential basically getting boxing and training essentials so to have them reach out to me and then offer to sponsor me was a huge dream dream come true for me that brings me to the second thing i want to say um to anybody listening to this right now if you feel like you're stuck if you feel like you are in a dead end you feel like you you don't have a way out you know times are tough right now the coronavirus has everybody had had everybody locked up for months things are starting to open up again slowly slowly uh i hope that whoever decided to use their time wisely and get back to you know get back to giving yeah. time to a vice that they lost they they lost touch with like for instance we lost touch with music because of the different different things that we had to do yeah we got back into it i think what i'm trying to say over here is i hope that people gain inspiration from the fact that i decided not to give up not to not to listen to the people that told me i couldn't do it because in a in a, in a country like india where you have a lot of people telling you that you can't do things there are more people telling you that you can't do something you have a lot of sharma ji exactly baap re i i i can't i can't you know <laughs> if if you were here i if you were here i'd give you a fist bump right now you know like like, like, like that's how over the, like, yeah exactly do the zoom hashtag social distancing but uh, yeah but um, yeah exactly you know there are a lot of people discouraging you from doing a lot of unconventional things if you feel it's unconventional but you feel like but you feel like you could be successful at it and your own parents tell you that you can't do it your own parents tell you no go study no go fucking wash my car no do do your homework sit up at night do your homework do this do that do do like, things like, that you don't make you happy at all you know <laughs> absolutely because because yes. again it's not understand that it's not your parents fault for telling for for, for 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 telling you that because they don't know any better but stay strong enough in your mind where you know that you want to keep working towards what you love because what you love there is a time limit on doing what you on on doing what you can love that's right sorry doing what you can for what you love so there's always a time limit on something good but there's also a time limit on everything that's bad So just know that whatever so, so 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 just know that whatever bad thing you're going through right now it will pass because it has a time limit but also know that whatever is good in your life also has a time limit so grab it with both hands and make something out of it Thank you thank you so much Karan for joining us Thank you Eric thank this, you Prashant this episode of Charcha with the Chachas and thank you Prashant for joining in as well uh my dear and dear co-host um uh, so guys if you loved this episode uh keep following us on uh, any podcast app that you listen to us i'll just name just it quickly google, it's spotify just google charcha with the chichas yes or just google charcha with the chichas uh and listen to us on spotify google podcast apple podcast any way that you're listening just subscribe to us or follow us so that you'll get a notification every time we post 
we post on every we post uh, put out an episode every wednesday so that you can listen to us we are bringing on so many different guests every week and thank you so much if you're listening to us till now okay if you're putting your hard time okay and listening to us thank you so much for that and if you like this episode do share it with your sport, friends who love sports okay who want to get into fitness who oh, sorry who want to get into mma and who want to get into sports in general so this is this has been a great experience for me prashant and karan i i hope as well so until next time from me and prashant that's it from charcha with the chachas see you bye bye cheers thanks guys thanks much